This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. With a world full of snake oil salesmen, Tinder swindlers, and countless Anadelvies, is the real scam Wagyu beef? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> What? Welcome to our podcast, The Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Nicole Anaidi. And I'm your host, Josh Scherer. And today we're talking about Wagyu beef. And it's if a it's scam. a scam. It's a scam. If We're talking about if it's a scam. It is a scam. What, I'm what makes you... Well, hold on, Nicole. Hold first on. of all, that was nice. I, I started the this podcast. This is the first time you ever started. How does that make you feel? Um, I think it's a really good move. Yeah? You, know? you I like think it? It's kind of like moving to a more like egalitarian yeah. you know, model. I think sure. it's, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> you know, um, My point is Wagyu beef. It's everywhere yeah. now. We can't, we can't avoid it. Not only is it big at like restaurants, it's big on the old TikTok, on the YouTube. Oh my so gosh. So many people are making videos. We cooked a whole Wagyu cow. We made, can we dry age Wagyu beef in marshmallow fluff? Oh my wagyu, gosh. Wagyu, Wagyu, Wagyu. Scam! Scam artist! You're talking about my boy Guga, who I I'm love. I'm not smacking on Guga. You're not Guga, smacking on Guga. Guga's a national hero. And I love his content. We all make garbage content to get by. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, and that's totally fine. Um, but no, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what Wagyu sure. is. And what it actually means, right? Yeah, totally. uh, the etymology of Wagyu, um, Wa means, it's like a prefix that literally means Japanese, mm -hmm. and Gyu means cow. Meat? Oh, it means cow. Yeah. So, so Gyu Kaku, meat. Meat Kaku. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gyu Kaku. I don't know what Kaku means, but yeah, Gyu means cow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Gyu Don, beef bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so Wagyu is a type of Japanese cattle. Um, there's actually four Correct. different breeds that go underneath the umbrella of Wagyu. Mm -hmm. uh, they are all native to Japan, comes from wild cows that you can trace the genealogy back thousands upon thousands of years. They were crossbred with other ones. How wild is that, that we as humans decided to trace the genealogy of a cow and kept that record for us to remember 
to eat it. Well, it's hilarious. The weekend, it's wild to weekend, me. We can trace that back 35,000 years or whatever. Uh, I don't know where my grandparents are from. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? You could if you wanted to. I don't want to use the 23 and me. I, I would rather know where my cow came from than yeah. my grandpa. Because what if my grandpa was a bad person? What if he was on the wrong side of historical conflicts? I don't know where he was during the Boer Wars, Nicole. So what? Boer? Um, you mean like boring wars? No, the the Boer. Boer? Boer. I have Boer no idea is what the, the, is. the Dutch in South Africa are called the Boers. Oh, I did not know that. Like, have you ever had Boer? Boerverse? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's like a sausage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, yeah. So, Wagyu, people think it means Kobe beef, right? Like, a lot of people... Yes. That is a very common misconception. The two are very, very different, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kobe beef is something that is legally protected. It's mm-hmm. like champagne is to sparkling wine. Um, but even then, there's misconceptions about Kobe beef. I keep talking about misconceptions. Why don't we talk about some damn conceptions, conceptions? here, right? Okay. So the real expensive stuff is A5 Wagyu, right? It Olive refers- fed. Olive fed is the most rare yes. of all of these, right? Mm-hmm. But I think even that is a separate branding thing Oh, that is similar to, like, Kobe beef was, like, the big branded one, right? Kobe beef has to be branded with a chrysanthemum flower mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, uh, And so raised cool. in the Hyogo prefecture, yes. I believe. Um, and, but now it's been dethroned by the olive fed A5 Wagyu. Yep. Goes to, like, $200 a pound. It's insane. It's insane. Have you had olive-fed Wagyu? Beef? I have had olive And do you love it? I, yeah, it's cool, man. I don't no, know. No, Josh, a mono-a-mono food person to food person. Uh, yes, it is a spectacular experience. Yeah. Um, among there with any other, like, luxury, cool experience, right? Sure. You have a very expensive caviar. It tastes very special because it's a luxury item. You mm-hmm. have fresh shaved truffles. It tastes very special because it's a luxury item. Um, it's very, very delicious. I don't. Love it almost doesn't have a beefy quality to it in it's a sense because fatty. it's so fatty. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like eating fat. If you've ever had the fattiest of like say bluefin tuna belly, mm-hmm. what's it called? A toro. O- o- toro. Yeah. Uh, it, sometimes it's just like, damn, I want to taste the tuna, and this is just like fat melting in my sure. mouth. So it's very cool, and it's a very prized item that I'm very grateful to have eaten. But that's not even the stuff that I'm calling a scam here. Because so what are you calling a scam? I'm calling a scam. The biggest scam is when you go to a dang food truck, and for $12, they're saying Wagyu beef burger. You go to like an umami hmm. burger, and they say, we got Wagyu beef chili. And the term Wagyu has been so, so, so diluted that at this point, it's damn near meaningless. And that's actually backed up by the science and genealogy. Because, Nicole, I don't know if you know this. I'm kind of an amateur cow genealogist. Are you? Yeah, dude. I go hang out with the cows oh, all the cool. time. I learn something new about you almost every day. I swab their cheeks. You swab the cheeks yeah, of the cows? Dude. Yeah, and then I go put it in a mailbox and say, <laughs> government, find out where this cow's from. Nobody gives back to me. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, so you think it's just a lie. You think you think the big corporations are using the word Wagyu to push product. Yes, and I, and I think there's, I don't think they're like, completely mislabeling it. I think people okay. are misunderstanding what the label means. Okay. So Japan stopped allowing exports of the Wagyu cattle breeds, of the four main Wagyu cattle breeds, which are like black, black red, brown. short hair, uh, yeah. <laughs> short horn. A short horn and p- pole, something like that? And something, yeah, there's there's yeah. four main breeds. Um, and they have stopped the exporting of those to America just to protect the Japanese industry, right? And make it Rightfully so you have to... So. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, I, you know, uh, isolationist Japanese politics led to some bad things in the past. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, um, but I totally get that. That said, there was a herd of, I believe, about third, not a single herd. There was about thirty thousand head of Wagyu cattle uh-huh. in America when they stopped importing them. Wow. 
And so what we did is we done took them and we said, hey, we're going to crossbreed them with the Angus cattle to create American Wagyu. Which you enjoy, question mark? Which I <laughs> don't just, know. That's the thing. It's a scam. I'm I enjoy it, get... but it's a scam. <laughs> I enjoy trying... it, but it's a scam. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to admit that you enjoy it so then you can prove that it's not a scam. I... Do you see that? Do you see how I'm trying to like... You like it, right? You enjoy it, right? It's luxurious, right? It's cool. It's unique to the experience. I don't think me enjoying it means it's not a scam, though. Why is that? Right? Why? Is it? That's like saying, does therapy work? Do you enjoy it? Do you feel well, better I've afterwards? I've never done it because it scares me, and I don't <laughs> want to go into the deep recesses of my brain like, and figure like, out what's wrong with me. What's a great example? It's like, is acupuncture a scam? Do you feel better afterwards? Mm. Maybe. So it's not a scam for you. After you eat a piece of Wagyu, don't you feel a little bit, I don't know. A little lighter on my feet? Yeah. Like my chi's been balanced a little bit from yeah, the pressure no, points? not the chi being balanced, but like, you know, it's like, it's like, is it a scam? I really enjoyed this experience. It's something I'm probably not going to do as often in, in my life. So maybe it's not a scam. Maybe it's just a mindset for you. Hmm. You're just a, a pessimistic. <laughs> You're a pessimist, man. Stop being so pessimistic. No, but then it's the opportunity cost of that scam, right? So say hmm. ac take acupuncture as an example. If okay. somebody is um, foregoing what could be a, let's say, more conventional medicinal treatment mm -hmm. that has, you know, proven data to show, hey, this works to get acupuncture um, and they're not getting the actual palliative treatment that they, they could, you know, possibly... I don't know anything about acupuncture. Maybe mm -hmm. what I'm saying is offensive. Who freaking knows, man? I have people, I have friends who have used acupuncture who say they really enjoy it. But if somebody's like, hey, here's an antibiotic that would really help you, uh, and they're like, well, I'm probably going to go acupuncture instead because mm -hmm. it makes me feel a little bit better. It's like, well, the opportunity cost there, you know, that's yeah. significant. Here's the opportunity cost example. of an American Wagyu technical. Josh, I got a great example for you. It's $4. To if just acupuncture <laughs> isn't the right, if it isn't the right um, comparison, how about this? I like to get my eyebrows done. Okay, I think it's important. They look for me. fantastic. Thank honey. you so much for they noticing. They look so good. <laughs> Thank you. Like but, little caterpillars, like <laughs> Eugene Levy. But let me explain. So, threading my eyebrows, it makes me feel good, and I enjoy doing it. And I like to think that the people around me are grateful that I don't have a unibrow. Now, is threading a scam? Maybe because like the patriarchy is like women have to be hairless, or maybe I'm Middle Eastern and it's just a thing, you know. But is it a scam if it's doing good? Is it? I think it's doing bad. You just said that. It's a patriarchy. It's upholding it's both, negative though. beauty standards. Yeah, but it, don't I look good? <laughs> no, that's the thing. You, you would look great. Frida Kahlo. My God, look. Oh, my God. She's, like, dead. <laughs> that doesn't, that totally You're saying doesn't. you won the war against Frida Kahlo because you outlived her. No, what I'm trying to say is, like, the, the idea of scam, the notion of scam, what does that mean for you, Josh? What does scam mean for you? I would say a scam is inventing a problem that does not exist mm -hmm. that convinces people to pay money to solve it. You having a unibrow, Nicole, is never a problem. That's just how your <laughs> body was you, created. you, maybe, because you don't care. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, I, and so I'm saying that the beauty industry invented that problem. Uh -huh. They said, hey, having hair, on the, I'm, I'm staring at the bridge of your nose right now, having hair going, linking one brow to another uh -huh. is bad and makes you less worthy as a person. They did that so you could pay them money to go thread you. Now, throw that's that. that's a bad thing. That's a scam. You now, should rail against it. Now, throw that with meat, with, with Wagyu beef. 
So they said that the normal American beef you're eating, this isn't going mm-hmm. to take a patriotic turn, I swear. Okay, but great. but the scam is that, hey, the normal beef you're eating, that wasn't good enough. You know why? Because you're a fancy boy. You're a fancy little Victorian boy, and you deserve only the best. <laughs> In Japan, I'm fascinated with the area of both Japanophobia and Japanophilia. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we have Japanophilia. Uh, I think now, certainly. Yeah. And like in the 80s, it was really big, right? Yeah, um, collective we. This collective yeah. we, as, yeah. as far as like America, yeah. um, I don't know, Western culture is sort of like idolizing this idea of like, oh, and in Japan, you'll even see it in like the precision walking videos. People be like, oh, the Japanese are just so well organized. And they say a bunch of weird kind of, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of, this is a weird term, positive racism. You know, it's I that model minority saying, yeah. type Model racism. minority, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when anybody talks about Japanese cuisine, they go like, what I love about it is it's so pure. It's so refined. It's yeah. so refined. And it's like, they're eating fish cakes stuffed with, like, every culture has dirt bags in <laughs> yeah, it. Every sure. culture wants to eat gross fried Absolutely. things. And every culture also has their beautiful, uh, you know, eras of refinement and whatnot. Um, but to, like, isolate Japanese anything, uh, craftsmanship, um, auto making, food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to one thing is, I think, messed up. And I think sure. that's where the term Wagyu comes into, like, this sort of scam idea where people are like, oh, it's Japanese. It, mu- it must be the best. Yeah. And the cows in Japan are raised to certain conditions. So there's a lot of, you know, actual um, truth to that, I suppose. But then you're watering down the bloodline so much and just raising them on America's ranches to create what's called the Wangus cattle. Wangus. Wangus. Weenus. It's a, <laughs> it's a portmanteau of Wagyu and Angus. You get Wangus. <laughs> And then they're just, you know, getting people to pay a surcharge for something that they think is fancier because mm. it's Japanese uh, and that really doesn't have a ton to do with the actual enjoyment or flavor or whatever. If people are happy, Nicole, if people are happy in their American Wagyu and they're paying the money that they have, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not like taking food out their baby's mouths to eat their Wagyu cheesesteak or whatever. That's totally fine. But, yeah. but, but you can't say it's a scam. If you're fine spending money on beauty products, just know that you're getting scammed. I mean, but think about it, Josh. Like, you watching these videos and, like, these Instagram feeds of just, like, this beautiful marbling. It's stunning. And then you see them cook the meat and you're just like, wow, how is this, like, oh, my God. It's just, like, it's, like, porn. It's beautiful. It's like, oh, my God. That doesn't, like, that doesn't, like, trigger your brain to, like, want to enjoy it. I'm I'm (laughs) anti-porn, Nicole. I'm anti-food porn. Why? Because... Because food porn, it is defined by the erasure of process. It creates it creates unrealistic expectations for society. Our job is to make only food porn. Show. No, no, no. I want the opposite now. I want our job to show the full reality of cooking. Oh, now, really? Nicole, all of our 20-minute food videos on YouTube, they're all brightly lit. <laughs> now it's just going to be how I actually cook at home, which is me just like <laughs> muttering, doing dishes, and like spitting into the garbage disposal. No, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I do that. You but do, I do that it. here. And it's gross. Um, have you ever made Wagyu at home, or is that something that you just enjoy out I don't know if I've ever made Wagyu at home yeah, I don't know if I've ever made it outside of this I mean we've made it for the show it's and to be show. clear when I'm talking about like A5 Wagyu that stuff is like very real that's great legit yeah you know um, but it's it's these kind of watered down especially ground Wagyu beef because the point yeah. of Wagyu cattle especially A5 and the grading scale is the beautiful fat marbling. It's so gorgeous. And I know, and so when you drop that into a grinder, you're destroying all of that. Intramuscular marbling and that fat, it's just disintegrates. It's disintegrating and you just turned it into, it's pointless. Um, The fat character of Wagyu beef is a little bit different. The taste is going to be a little bit different. Of course, it is a different cow, assuming you're getting purebred Wagyu, which if you are, that would be a little bit of a crime to grind that. I mean, we've probably done it, I'm sure. I don't think we've ever, oh. Uh, Have we ever ground A5? 
Yeah. When? We made, yeah, <laughs> some fancy fast food where we made a burger. Yeah, but that's fun. That's for the lols. And a lot of it tastes good. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just We like, also very rarely cook something on fancy fast food and then we're like, was that worth $400? Absolutely. Most of the time we're like, no. That was a little bit of fudgery. <laughs> that was a little bit of Tom fudgery right there. <laughs> I want to go back to what you were saying about Umami Burger and how they make a Wagyu chili. I don't know if it's actually them. Somebody made okay. a Wagyu chili. Someone made it. Oh, and it, it was like been, a chain. Might have been Barrel and Ashes, the old okay. barbecue restaurant up in Studio City. Okay. Now, my question is, do you think they're using like 5% Wagyu, 10% Wagyu, 0% Wagyu? What do you think goes on in the kitchen? If I had a guess, yes, I would say they are getting the bare minimum of what could reasonably be considered Wagyu cattle from a farm that tried their best to make sure that <laughs> one cow, Nicole, mm-hmm. in this lineage of cows lovemakery over the last generations, <laughs> that one of them was Wagyu beef. I think I think that that's what it is. And I think that's what a lot of it is. I think it's probably a cow that was crossbred with Angus or Longhorn or what have you. And it was just all Wangusy. I believe the steak was probably 8% more expensive than a normal steak. And they're charging you 30% more for a cup of chili because they had the term Wagyu on there. So wild. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him, you have no idea. Uh, While you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino, because I'm going to be seeing some 41 (laughs) skate punk is back, and it's not pop punk, it is skate punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the L. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. How do you feel about Snake River Farms? I like them. Oh, they're so good, though. (laughs) I know, right? Snake River Farms has such... They're hot dogs. Oh, the Wagyu beef hot dog. Yeah, we should talk about that. Speaking of grinding meat, they can grind their meat all they want, as far as I'm concerned. I I love Snake River Farms. They make a lot of really fantastic... uh, I mean, just their their steaks are great. And they are also, like, one of the first, like, American Wagyu producers Mm -hmm. out there. There's another one called Lone Mountain Wagyu that is 100% DNA tested. Um, oh, so Wagyu. they 23 and me the cows. They 23 and me the cows. <laughs> and they make really fantastic stuff. I've had their, what is, I guess, technically American Wagyu because it's raised on American soil. Mm-hmm. I've had their like American Wagyu whole cut steaks and they're a really fantastic product. Yeah, It's different than A5 Wagyu because you're getting a totally. much meatier experience from it. Um, but it's also significantly better than USDA Prime. It's just sure. really, really good stuff. Snake River Farms, I think they make really great product too. Their heritage breed pork, great. I don't love their hot dogs. Everyone's obsessed with their hot dogs. I don't love them. You don't like the hot dogs? Make the case for the hot dogs. Oh, my God. They have this beautiful snap. They're juicy. They're the perfect amount of fatty. I don't know what kind of... They put, like, some weird spice. I don't know what it is. <laughs> some weird spice. It's just a gorgeous sausage. They're too big. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog... The, the wiener, hot dogs are too big. The wieners are too big. Are you don't give you the wiener that big. They give you the thick... They don't give you the long. You want the long. You, you, make, you, you want, want a long. bigger wiener, you make a longer. Yeah, you don't I'm make a thicker. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The longer the wiener. I mean, it, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I they didn't They say most people through. care about the width. <laughs> I'm a length man. 
Uh, no, but that that speaks to the thing we're talking about there, right? Like, yeah. do you think that that hot dog would have been any better or worse using non-Wagyu beef? Oh, man. see? And I this is know. this is the definition of the scam here. I like to think, I don't know, because... If I was if I was blindfolded and I ate that hot dog and there was a similar size hot dog that was not made with Wagyu beef, I don't think I would know the difference. I don't think I would. Maybe I would. But you're fine with that. Just like the way you're fine with the patriarchy dictating your, your, your duo brow. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's called a duo. No, it's du- Dua Lipa, Josh. Your Dua Lipa, yeah. Your, du- <laughs> no, your Dua Lipa sounds like a euphemism for something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, maybe I wouldn't, you know, I've never done a side by side comparison like that. I've never I've never sat there and said, hmm, this is a regular piece of meat. And then this is a Wagyu piece of meat. I've never done that before, but I would love to do that. You know who did do that? Who? Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you guys did the most amazing, amazing episode with that guy. Yeah, we we did an episode where it was can Kobe tell the difference between Kobe beef. Uh, and we actually had to, <laughs> we shot with him like in Orange County, in Costa Mesa, and I had to prep all of the food up here in Burbank, drive like 60 miles down with it all in like coolers and thermoses. Wow. And then at like a Hyatt Hotel conference room, set up my like prep station mm-hmm. as our old showrunner Darren was like, do you need, a, do you need me to like put lettuce on tacos? But we made <laughs> what? We made a cheesesteak. We made hard shell tacos with ground beef. We made. I wasn't here. This was long before I, know, I walked I know. through the doors. I know. I know. I'm trying to remember what exactly we made, though. But we made a bunch of, you know, kind of standard convenience foods. And he knew the um, difference. Yes, of we and we also weren't using like legit Kobe beef because we kind of got away with a little bit of the name trickery here. We were using. So you scammed. We scammed the people. You scammed the people. Well, but we were using 100% DNA tested wagyu from America. We used Lone River or uh, sorry, Lone Mountain wagyu from New Mexico. Yeah. Um, to to do that, and so man, maybe we're the real scammers. Yeah. That said, Kobe Bryant, he, he's from Philly. He said I made him the best cheesesteak he'd ever had. Not to make this day about me, Aww, RIP Kobe. That's Mama so mentality. Sweet. We love you, Gigi. Wow, but. love you, love you, Kobe. That's amazing. But he he could tell the difference, and I tasted him, and you could tell the difference. But most of the difference was kind of just it was greasier. And then when you add salt to beef grease, it makes it taste better. Mm, yeah, you really know. You make a good cheesesteak, man. I'm like, I, listen. I don't know what it is, man. You make it's good cheesesteak. You know, it's, it's in the Philly blood. You, you made know, a really I'm good cheesesteak My family's from Allentown. <laughs> it's not even in Philly. That's not even how they talk in Philly. <laughs> what other food scams are out there that you just completely buy into and you feel totally fine oh, with? Oh, so many. Oh, my God. Uh, like the hand rules. You know the hand rolls, the hand roll bars. Yeah, those yeah. are whack. Why? I love them so much. So Nicole, they're dumb. There, there's a new type of restaurant that has sprung up around LA that I love, and I, oh my god, Nicole, on Saturday after the UCLA basketball game, <laughs> I went and I tried to stand in line. To people love when we make very specific LA references. Yeah, you don't live here. sorry. I stood in line at Kazunori for 15 minutes. It did not move, and I was like, I'm out of here. But there's <laughs> restaurants that you go and uh, they'll just make you a nice little sushi hand roll, and they'll like hand feed it to you while the Nori's still warm. Yeah. And it's really a delight. What don't you like about it? I don't know. It's a scam. It's making scam. people it's, stand it's out like there. pretty cheap. No, I, don't, I think it's a scam making people stand. I, I just don't like the long lines. I'm not a long line person. Other sushi's I pass out in long lines. It's not yeah, a good time. I don't time. like it either. I stand too much in one spot and everything goes to I ordered a drink at the bar the other day, same night, because we, we, we left the <laughs> we left the scam sushi restaurant to just go to a real crappy bar. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I ordered a tequila soda, and they were like, oh, what tequila? And I just instinctively yelled, whatever's cheapest. 
I don't even say the well is fine. I'm I just sure say give tequila, me the cheapest. I'm sure tequila is a scam. Big time scam. It's all, all, it's all the bottles. Scam. It's all the bottles. It's all the bottles. It's all in the yeah. branding. Don Julio in 1942. Get the heck out of here. It's actually really good. You ever yeah. just sip on some sometimes? Like I'll sip on Cuervo, baby. Oh, I ain't proud. I ain't proud. Oh, that literally just made my nose. No, you put two drops of bleach in Cuervo and it makes it taste <laughs> like 42. Um, no way. I mean, there's reason that liquor uh, does cost more money than the other ones outside of branding. And it's ditto oh, with Wagyu beef. Like, there are reasons that typical Wagyu beef costs as much as it does. The typical uh, Wagyu cow, especially if it's A5, will go for like $30,000, where an American Longhorn will go for like $3,000 at the same yield. That is so nuts to me. Do you know one of my friends actually asked me if I wanted to go like chetzi chetzi on a cow? Did you? I didn't. Chetzi chetzi is Hebrew 50, for 50 50, 50, 50. in case yeah. we have new listeners Sorry. who don't hear um, me say that. He literally was like, hey, I'm going to get a kosher Wagyu animal and we're going to slaughter it and then we're going to cook it. Do you want to split it? And I'm like, hmm, not right now, maybe later. Wait, what would make it kosher exactly? That's the way you kill it. I mean, yeah, it's one one clean cut across the throat. Got to yeah. hang it up, let it bleed out, and then do you have to salt the meat? Yeah, salt the meat to dry out yeah. the uh, the blend impurities. Yeah, yeah, but like, why would you do that to Wagyu? That's so like criminal. Yeah, how is so, kosher meat's expensive? So expensive. Oh kosher my meat's god, probably more expensive than people American do, Wagyu. People, the new American Wagyu is Jewish meat. Oh my god, people don't know this. I keep kosher in my house. Like, I don't buy any meat that is not kosher. Okay, mm. it is so expensive being <laughs> kosher. It is nuts, you guys. As someone who loves food, I'm like, I could get this steak for five dollars. I'm spending twenty dollars on it. It's insanity. How also, often do you cook meat at home? Do you, has it often, made you stop eating meat? I mean, a little bit. I yeah. mean, I eat more meat here. I definitely eat more meat at work than I do at home. But sometimes I make a nice steak dinner for my husband, a nice stew. But yeah, no, it's very, it is like Wagyu. Yeah. With no other payoff. Would you, I mean, do, would you ever spend your own money on Wagyu? Say you went to like a nice steakhouse yeah. for, would you, you know, I feel like it's now more popular than ever, uh, mm-hmm. at least in LA. You go to a steakhouse and they'll have, the steakhouses are already so expensive. Yeah, so expensive. You know, you'll see their uh, six ounce filet for $56, 12 ounce filet for $84, and then they have their special, like, American Wagyu menu. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like. Zabaton? <laughs> yeah, six ounce Zabaton, $149. And then it'll be like A5. Market price. <laughs> yeah, market price. And I'm like, I'm too poor to ask. Yeah, market price gives me, like, hives. <laughs> but do you do you ever go to that, um, that Wagyu menu on. Um, I look at it longingly. Yeah. But then I realized that I want to buy a house one day. <laughs> so maybe once in a while, like maybe once a year, we'll do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, or like if we're abroad, you, let's do it. But typically, no, I'm not going to spend my cold, hard cash <laughs> on meat like that. I'm not. Unless, of course, it's a special occasion. Yeah. yeah. I um I was trying to, yeah, I don't know if I was trying to impress her on a date. Um, this is during my fun single time that, uh-huh. that we worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Park's Barbecue, which is a, a very fancy oh, Korean barbecue restaurant. Delicious. It's not like ultra fancy, but it's no, it's but you know it's, it's high end. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an American Wagyu thing, and it was like screw it. It wasn't even that expensive. It was like forty bucks for whatever, but that was part of the meal. Um, could not have told you the difference between the American Wagyu and it's other their normal, just like good prime meat. You know? Yeah. So crazy. I mean, I've been to some steakhouses. And I've gotten some A5 Wagyu. Yeah. And it has been an incredible experience. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I don't know. It, of course, no, not everyone in the world is going to be able to try Wagyu. And I understand that it's definitely coming from a place of privilege and a place of luxury. Yes, yes, yes. But Acknowledge really, your privilege for eating the course. very fat cow, Nicole. Of course. <laughs> Apologize to the cow for dying I'm, as well. I'm sorry. 
Street, Cal. George. I love you, his George. His name was George. His name was not George. His Japanese no name wasn't George, but he <laughs> There's moved no here. way his name was George, man. <laughs> like, it's 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 so cool and it's so interesting that it's like the commodification of, of this product. And yeah. The way that it's packaged, the way that it's sold to people, how they say they massage the cows. Who knows? Do they actually massage the cows? Uh, yo, I couldn't tell you. I haven't been there for every cow that they've raised, despite <laughs> me doing some amateur genealogy work as on the genea- herd. As a cow genealogist, I'm going to give you a C. Um, but no, that is that is something that they do, at least in the Hyogo prefecture. That was the thing with Kobe beef. Yeah. Couldn't tell you about the olive-fed Kogoshima prefecture cows. <sighs> Kogoshima's sure probably better. I've had both, and I like the Kogoshima more. I think it tastes cleaner. Like, the fat isn't as buttery. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, listen, I've, I haven't <laughs> had enough to say. Uh, oh. <laughs> I will say that I, these scams are what kind of make us human, right? Yeah, everything is a scam. Remember, yeah. we said that with your brother. Yeah, about wine, wine like wine. Culinary it's just, school, rotten grapes. Culinary school is a scam. Wagyu is a scam. Uh, but these are the things that make life worth living. Like when you talked about those special occasions and eating yeah. wagyu at a restaurant, and having some fantastic bites. You know what? One of the best feelings is hmm. when you order something expensive. And again, it's a privilege. And then when you order something expensive and you take that slow bite. Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? You put it in your mouth and you kind of say like. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I was I, that happened to me for a different reason. I was, Julie and I went out for our anniversary to Melisse, nice, just uh, to Michelin style, mm-hmm. and we they had they were featuring wild Scottish game, and we got grouse breast. Oh, grouse, love grouse, grouse. love love grouse. grouse, delicious. And then uh, the server comes up to us and goes, "Make sure you chew extra slowly because this is wild game, and there may be some bird shot in there." And Julia was like, "Birdshot." Julia was like, eh, "Aren't you a chef? Shouldn't you be the one to make sure there's no birdshot?" And I was like, "What's no, no, birdshot?" No. It's the 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 bullets that they use to kill birds. It like fires small. It like sprays small amounts. Of there might be bullets in my food. Straight up, and 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 that made you chew it slowly. And one, it made it fancier and cool because some old Scottish man was just birdshotting these grouse, and it made you chew extra slow. And so what? every bite was a revelation in your mouth. And also, I asked the server, I was like, how many times has someone chipped a tooth and y'all gotten a bad Yelp review that you have to say this? And he goes, oh, no one's ever found birdshot in the grouse. He scammed me. He scammed (laughs) me by telling me there might be bullets in my bird to make it extra special in some weird roundabout way. Oh, my gosh. I know. And so we're just, we're all rife with scams in the fine dining world. Fish. All fish taste the same. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, no, no. That's not that. As someone who has swordfish, rockfish, and monkfish currently just sitting in my fridge. That's a lot of fish. Yeah, I went a little crazy. I went to Whole Foods really hungry and spent uh, too much money on fish. Happens, happens. But monkfish was like 10 bucks a pound, though. Do you think one day we'll be eating Wagyu beef the way that we see it Orlaton? Is that how you say it? Ortolan? Or- Ortolan? Do you Maybe. think we're going to cover our faces in shame because it's just so damn expensive? I already cover my face in shame when I'm eating, except <laughs> instead of doing a towel over my head, I bury my face in the trash can. <laughs> and that's my version of hiding from God. <laughs> I'm sorry. No apologies necessary. I have a rad time. In conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. But, kind of a, but it's a scam well spent. It's a, it's a well scammed. It's a well. Scam. No, it's, it's, a, it's a scam, but is worth it's it. It's a mutually beneficial scam. Yeah. Like, like one everything of those, else in life. Like a fun cult. You, we're not talking about cults. I'm we're not talking about cults with you today. Talking about cults. I'm not talking about cults anymore, Josh. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Josh, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around there in the Twitterverse. Rattling around there. <laughs> it's time for a segment we like to call Opinions on Like Casseroles. casseroles. Josh. What's up, Nicole? Did you know that you're my best friend? You're my best friend, too. You and Deep Night. And did you know that Stevie has a new podcast out? The first episode's out already. It's called Best Friends Back. All, All right. right. It is called that, Nicole. And in it, she was talking to her best friend from high school, Nagin. Yeah. Who she, you know, lost a little touch with after graduation. We've all been there. Yeah. She's Persian. She's Persian. Yeah. There's two mythical podcasts with two different Persian girls. We Representation Love matters. Loving it. Let's do it. And, you know, a handful of white guys. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, I'm pretty excited to listen to it. Yeah, the first too. episode's out. And yeah. I have a commute home. Me too. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page then. That's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was good. Uh, first up. It? Okay, take it. Yeah, it. whatever. We got Julie Bean. I believe this is a Jewish jelly bean. <laughs> Ketchup belongs on beef stew. Mm. Hey, there is no belong. There is no belong. There's no belong in food. There's no belong, I don't believe. There's you no know, belong. there's simple. You have a preference. I have a preference. Maybe a majority of people have a preference to me that does not make belong. Would I put ketchup on beef stew? No. No. I, I don't wouldn't. think I don't reckon I would. I don't reckon I would. Um, do you put ketchup on beef stew, you beautiful Semitic jelly bean you? Uh, <laughs> Semitic yeah, jelly bean, eh? Here's the thing. Tastes like hyrosets. <laughs> ooh. Uh, little Manischewitz jelly bean. I don't believe in putting thick sauces on a stew. I don't even understand the French uh rui. They put the rui on bouillabaisse. What's a rui? A rui? It's um, it's like a mayonnaise thing. Oh, I'm kind of into it. That's like people that put sour cream on chili. You're not into it? No, nah, I don't put sour cream on chili either. You don't put you don't put it on top? I don't think I put any sick, you're sick, thick man. sauce on listen, I mean I'm there for the chili, all right? I don't want to temper it with sour cream. Mm-hmm. I want to eat some damn chili. I don't know that I put any thick sauce on any soup because I don't understand how it's supposed to exist. Interesting. Right? I wouldn't do this. I just don't like the idea of ketchup and beef stew. It doesn't turn me on. I like a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of tomato, a little acid. I like all the components. Maybe in the beef stew. Maybe not yeah, on top. I agree with that. Yeah. Glad we settled that. Fat Barnett says, I use blue cheese dressing on everything that Josh would use ranch for. I have a sickness. Wow. Oh, no. That was not a good attempt <laughs> at doing that. That was actually really good. No, I That's don't better think so. than I would. Ooh, that was so much. Ooh, <laughs> Josh, like, Josh. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. I think blue cheese, it's just extra ranch. It's just more things in a ranch. Let me tell you. There was a period of time when I put blue cheese on everything. 
blue cheese dressing. Yeah. I loved it. I put it like with salads, chicken, beef. Doesn't matter. I would eat it and I loved it. And then one day I was like, <laughs> like I got over <laughs> it real quick. It's like me with Folgers black silk coffee. Oh, oh, oh. You just yeah. consume too much of a good thing and then it eventually makes you gag. It's just so intense. It's too much. But you know that that like two weeks where I was on every single thing I ate, it was real good. Uh, listen, I agree. I, if this person can just ride that lightning their whole life, I respect that. I will say I, th- I believe ranch is a more elegant form of blue cheese. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the herbs, Nicole, I think the they sort herbs? of cut through that richness. What herbs? The herbs and ranch. There's little green specks. Yeah, green one, specks. You get one every four bites and it's great. <laughs> Uh, yesterday I made a salad and I just put straight, I made like a homemade Russian dressing and I was like, this is what we're doing today. That's yummy. I love Russian dressing. Oh, it was great. At Joyeux 88, whatever 88 in French is, um, we, we don't, ah, screw it. We don't. We, uh, no, it's not. We don't. <laughs> Hot sauce makes pancakes taste even better. Pancakes are just savory carbs in a circle. I... My signature dish, Nicole, when I was 11 years old, was I would put... You had a signature dish? Yeah, dude. That's it cute. was gross. Um, I called it scallop risotto in savory spiced crepes. And what I would do is I would make... Um, I would thin out Bisquick pancake batter with Frank's Red Hot hot sauce. And I would make that. And then I would mix pre-cooked rice with cream cheese and a little, like... They used to sell 99-cent packs of scallops. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're like the little frozen ones? Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. They, they, they don't exist anymore. But I would never part. bought them, but I knew they were there. I ate a lot of 99-cent store scallops. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would mix that in with the rice and then put that in these crepes. And so uh, I see hot sauce pancakes and I cringe at my 11-year-old self. We should remake that dish. Yeah. Now. Uh, we should. That'd yeah. be very fun. I think it'd be fun to eat the OG and then have you make um, a more elevated adult version of that. Um, sorry, we're no, brainstorming great, during a, a podcast. Idea. I'm sorry. Um, Krilly Ray Cyrus. My friend eats Cheez-Its and chocolate hummus together. Can't tell how I feel about it. Yeah, we can help you. We can help you figure it out. Um, chocolate hummus. I don't hate it. I understand why it exists. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't hate it. It makes sense. Um, using the aquafaba to kind of make it a little bit fluffy. Go yeah. for it. Um, the cheeses throw me off. <laughs> yeah, cheddar cheese and chocolate to me is one of the worst food combinations. Um, white cheddar, a white aged cheddar with a dark chocolate is actually gorgeous. I really? know that. Oh, do you do that? The cho- oh, yeah, Nicole works at a fancy chocolate I store, used to do everybody. It at the chocolate store, I used to do little cheese plates with chocolates <laughs> on them. I used to make jams and put them on the jams. <laughs> uh, I had. I went to the place in New York that makes the dessert hummus. The de- the dessert hummus? There's like, they started it and they made the hummus shake. Oh, do, do you mean the shake. tahini shake? No, it's it's I don't hummus. know the hummus. It's got chickpeas, I dude. They, yeah, um, I, don't know that one. They, I think you're thinking of the tahini shake from Zahav. And Felix. That is what I'm thinking um, of. But no, they straight, they put like chickpeas and dates and a bunch of stuff into like a Yummy? big old saucer machine. Yeah, really, really, really a delight. So I like the dessert hummus. Yeah, the cheeses, man. The cheeses are the, the bad part. It's the pita chips. Yeah. At Mushroom Beast, my favorite snack is a tomato sandwich on white bread. Oh, that's good. Wait, there's more. Dipped into instant coffee. What? Now, if this was like a fresh pour over with like Arabica <laughs> beans, you know, uh, just. No, um, yeah. Hold <gasps> on. This is reframing Cheez-Its and chocolate hummus in a better light to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate this so much. I just, I can't imagine the flavor of. The white bread. It's not toasted. They're soaking. It's soaking. It's going to soak so much of that oh, coffee Oh, it's soaking. And, it's, and you pick it up and it's limp. It's limp. And then, and then it's like dripping brown liquid. And it's like the tomato's there. Why is the tomato there? This is horrible. I cannot even. This makes me gag. Oh, I want to know how this, how this oh, happened in the first place, you know? This like, literally makes me They Ill. just need a little caffeine boost. They're eating a tomato sandwich, one of the favorite snacks. They dip one or the other. You know, um, 
But yeah, I just, I can't imagine the flavor combinations in my mouth whatsoever. Ugh, no thanks. Moe Brown says, oatmeal raisin cookies should be dipped in ranch dressing. Josh, have you tried this yet? No, what's going on with all these opinions? Some people are Are, are you people one. okay? I think they're on one and they're having a good time. Has there been like a... Uh, they're, they're here for a good time, not a long time. Listen, I guess, that I just, I, man, I've, I've, dipped, I've dipped cookies in a lot. I've dipped cookies in, I've dipped oatmeal raisin cookies in ketchup. I did, cho- I did, cho- I did chocolate cookies and barbecue sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ranch dressing? I don't think so. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't imagine that. Nope. No. Well, okay, wait. There's another one. We just keep going down the rabbit yeah, hole. Go, go, go. Raffi Ta says gas station sushi plus peanut butter is a winning combo. Oh no! Who, who, what, what days were? This must have all been submitted at the same time, and there was some like toxic airborne event <laughs> that was like catching people on the head, like the way that the Salem witch trials all started with the spoiled rye bread. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. They're all going to, into <gasps> yes, ergot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There must have been something where it's just like all the water supply, and you know, had some sort of crazy hallucinogen in it. Wow, people are just going. Wow, I got a good one. This one, this yeah, one's, yeah, okay. this one's redeeming. Here we go. M Walters twenty seven says peanut butter toast with red pepper flakes is the best upgrade, or with Greek yogurt. <laughs> Sounds good. That's nice. Compared to <laughs> compared to the last ones, it's really great. Yeah, That's yeah, good yeah. stuff. At Cohen Cook for you, Korean bibimbap is way better than any fried rice. Mm, I'm not the biggest bibimbap fan. <sighs> I don't really love it. I one I... you're you're pitting two rice kings against each other because <laughs> like there's you know Korean fried rice is probably my favorite. Jean, as the late Alex would say, of fried rice. Like kimchi fried rice to me is really fantastic. It's Bibimbap Cree is is bibimbap kimchi fried rice? No, no. it's not. But I'm I'm saying like he seems I don't know why you would pit bibimbap against all of the world's fried rices is what I'm saying. They didn't ask yeah. to pit against it. That said, Korean bibimbap is incredible, especially you get it actually served in like the hot Hubble. stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time. Uh, different dishes, but I get, fried rice is one of those things that has never really taken to me. I've mm-hmm. never just like loved it as much as um, say any like noodle dish or yeah. probably even a steamed rice dish. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose I agree with this. Although unfair comparisons. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to compare them. Um, I do like bibimbap sometimes. It depends. Um, Paul along the watchtower says white chocolate should be forgotten. Too sweet. Tastes like a dentist office smells. Now that is so specific, and I think it's the latex they're smelling. They're smelling the latex. Do you think white chocolate smells like latex? Sometimes, yeah, I do. But like a pleasant latex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not gonna go there, but yeah, yeah, I know. What it... <laughs> uh, no, Josh, stop. No, it. I know what you mean. It's like how oh, gasoline smells good to me. Oh, I love the smell of love gas. Love the smell of gas. Huff we some gas. Like it's so expensive right we now. We can't tell the kids to huff I gas. I didn't tell anybody. I, I was it. saying huff gas. You said like it. me, Nicole, huff gas. Uh, and so yeah, if they're like certain foods will smell like gasoline to me, and I'm like, that's a good thing. Like what? <laughs> like beef stew with prunes. That Josh, smells like gasoline. You can't just burp like that and not say Bro, excuse me. I ate so much tuna and cheese earlier. I'm flying. I had tuna, cheese, and then punctuated with a diet Red Bull, and the burps are weird today. Um, but <laughs> You're horrible. White chocolate's my favorite. We got some white chocolate I Snickers in the chocolate. kitchen. I'm going to go eat some of them bad boys after this. I do love white chocolate a lot. At Dutch in Japanda, Sweet Baby Ray's is the superior Louisiana hot sauce because it's got crystal flavor with thicker consistency. Hmm. I know what they're talking about, the Sweet Baby Ray's uh, hot sauce. They started making a, a Louisiana-style hot sauce. Uh-huh. I is it good? don't like thick hot sauces. Yes, you've told me this before, but I do love Frank's buffalo sauce. Frank's buffalo sauce is good, but it's, it's a, as a buffalo sauce, not as a hot sauce, and they're different. Oh, really? I I use them interchangeably. Really? Yeah. Like you would just put the Frank's buffalo sauce on like bites of a burrito. Yeah. Oh my Monstro. god. Monstro. No. 
Do you monstro? That sounds delicious. Are you kidding me? I actually, I, th- I did that the other day, and I was like, I don't enjoy this. But it's all for everyone. It. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't like hot sauces with artificial thickeners. Same as ice creams with artificial thickeners. Mm, I don't mind it. I don't love it. I'm like I'm sensitive, Nicole. I'm a sensitive. You got young my. Man. I have my sensitivities. Uh, Brian Hum says boba tea is a soup. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carloof says cashews with cornichons is a great combo. Oh my god, I love cornichons. Cornichons are my fave. Wait, can we go back to boba tea as a soup? Yeah, what about it? I agree entirely, of course. Of course you do. That's natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need more soups that are meant to be eaten with a straw like that. Huh. Like, like well, imagine you, like no, albondigas no, no. or uh, Italian no, wedding no, no. soup. No, no, no. It's so fun to spoon boba. You spoon your boba? I mean, I'm not saying I do, but I could. Are you kidding me? Have you ever been to a boba shop recently whenever they put all those cool little things in there and you have to use a spoon? You don't have to. No, dude. You yeah, break yeah, it up. Yeah. No, no, you no, break no, it no, up. No, 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 Josh. Like the egg custard? Yeah. The coffee you, jelly? Yeah. The grass jelly? You break that the up? Jelly? Probably break it up with a, with no. a straw. Oh and my go, gosh, <laughs> you use a spoon. And I slurp it up. You're on your own in that one, buddy. I don't do that stuff. I'm a lady. But imagine a like Italian wedding soup. And you just drink it with a boba straw and get little meatballs I don't want flowing to. up the straw. That sounds gross. Why? Not for me. You, you don't know how to live. You you, know? I, I live in a very normal way and I like it. <laughs> I think we're done now. Nicole's mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad at I've you. I made Nicole mad. I'm not mad at you. Her. You're the best. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Hendy's Audit with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you next time. Mwah!